to our beautiful deep community, I want to assure you the deeper is going nowhere and the same incredible content will be released every week, but now through Arise. It is going to be less trauma heavy and more inspirational, uplifting, but it will still challenge and push you to grow. For all your deeper episodes, they are still available every fortnight. You can still get your deep hit with the deeper subscription. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There was one night where I was home alone. I see this car like driving up and down the street and like we had like a big window and they fully stopped out the front of my house, got out of the car and it was a bunch of women screaming, die pig, fuck you, Olivia. Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is the deep. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I work and live and recognize their continuing connection to land, water and community. I pay respect to elders past, present and emerging. Today we hear from Olivia from Married at First Sight. We spoke to Dom and only reasonable to hear from Liv. Not because of she said, she said, but because I have been truly fascinated by people that go on reality shows, knowing there are heroes and villains, and you could become either one. Liv is the villain. If you don't know the show, it's irrelevant. This is what happens when you are the villain. The country hates you. There's a pylon, death threats. You lose your career, your partner, your mental health deteriorates and things just don't get better. I had to speak to her because underneath all of this is a human being. Sure, flawed, sure at times nasty, but we've all made mistakes. So this one, if you have a preconceived idea of Liv, I ask you to leave it at the door. If you have no idea who she is, enjoy the chat. Olivia, welcome to The Deep. Hi, thank you for having me. I am really excited about this conversation. You were on a very popular reality show called Married at First Sight. Yes. <laughs> um, for those who haven't seen it, Google, get up to date, and then come back to this conversation. <laughs> it's not all going to be about the show, but it is going to be about kind of overnight celebrity Overnight, um, you know, being going from civilian to I want to say villain, right? Yeah, right. Would that be correct? Absolutely. I want to say my um, interpretation, and I think I speak for most of the audience, is like we met you on the show, we loved you, you um, shared a lot of vulnerability about your dad. Yeah. And caring for this beautiful man um, during his cancer, um, I would say treatment and then passing. How long was he unwell? Um, so he was unwell. He first got diagnosed with cancer in 2013 and passed away in June 2020. Oh. So seven years, but he had, he had a few good years and... My mum moved to Sydney to work and would come home on the weekends. and so They were together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So five days a week I stayed home and made sure dad was all right. And it was particularly the last few years because the cancer in his spine took over and he stopped being able to walk. And 
things like that. So it was very much became a full-time you job. You were a full-time carer. Yeah. Did you have to do things that a daughter shouldn't have to do, like um, bathe him and feed him? and? Um, we never got to the feeding stage, but, yeah, like make the dinners and bring them to him and things like that. And without going too personal, it's – um. He was pretty good at like being able to do like a sponge bath for himself and things okay. like that. And he kept some kind of he kept, yeah. We did everything we could to keep dignity. Yeah. And um and because he had uh colostomy bags and nephrostomy bags, it was just like changing them. Yeah, but he could always do that. And like the nephrostomy bags are quite so nephrostomy bags are wee bags. For okay. Yeah, I was like, what is nephrostomy? Yeah. So, but there was always a good sense of humor. So he called himself Bar Bar Black Sheep because he had two nephrostomy bags and a colostomy bag, so three bags full. (laughs) It's a devastating loss. How old were you? I was just about to turn 27 when Dad died. Okay. And was the end Um, difficult? It was actually really beautiful. So it was peak COVID, so June 2020, and – he just woke up one day and was like, I'm going to die this weekend. Call your mum. Yeah, call your mum, tell her to come home. I've had enough. I'm going to die this weekend. Unassisted? No, no. Like he was like, call palliative care tomorrow and like we're going to get this going. And palliative care couldn't get out there till Monday. So all weekends he's like – we did it like COVID safe, but we yeah. had like his brothers and sisters and his best friends. Everybody yeah. came over in groups to say goodbye. Wow. So it was basically like a 48-hour party of just yes. all of his loved ones. God, how – how I mean, how awful to lose someone, but if you were, like what a beautiful way to go out. Oh, yeah. And he went out like when he died, my brother and I – we're drinking his good whiskey. We yes, put on drink the good whiskey. We were drinking his good whiskey. We were we watched we put on Shawshank Redemption because that was his favorite movie. And yeah, it was my mum, my brother, my auntie, and I just holding his hands and his feet and kissing him and telling him how much we loved him. And yeah, it was as beautiful and safe and warm in his own bed. Like he never had to go back to hospital or anything like that. So were you there during the actual passing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, it's such – I was there for my mums and yeah. it is such a privilege to be in that space. Like time yeah. and space stops. I've got full body shivers. Like they're in their body and then the soul is like transforming yeah. to another state. Is like, It's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. And like, yeah, it was just mm. like it was – it sounds awful to say, but it was a relief because he was in so much pain by the end and it was his – it wasn't his choice, but he was – Ready. He was ready. So it was such a relief that it was like, oh, good, like the pain's over for him. Yeah. And like he sort of relaxed into a big smile on his face and it's mm. like, okay, this is – He's ready. Right. And yeah, and like the mortician's a family friend. So – it was just oh my gosh a very gentle process yeah it was just such a relief that especially during covid he didn't have to go to hospital where none of us could be with him if like if that was going to happen yeah. so yeah it was it was just like all those years of hard work and doing our best to keep him at home look after him I was like okay we did off. we did the whole thing cuz that's wild then i didn't realize he died so recently yeah and then you went straight into maths I was actually signed on to do maths for season eight, so I was. What does that mean? It fell through. The match, the match that they matched me with, pulled out. And they were like, try again next year. So, okay, this is something that's really interesting: is why people want to go on this show. Obviously, yeah, we want to find love. Yeah, there's a little element of like, okay, if I can change my career and become a bit of a celeb and like do fun things and make money, right? There's that too. Yeah. But there's a huge element, which is your reality, which is they need this to be dramatic. They, yeah. it, It's the show we – yeah, okay, you might fall in love, but we all want the drama. Yeah. We want the wine over someone's head. We want the bitch slaps. Like we are voyeuristic whores, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so a big gamble is that you are going to be, come out of this badly. Yes. How thought through was that? 
to be honest, I thought, like, I've always thought of myself as a very soft person um, in 90% of my day. And the only time, like, the other 10%, the only time that I get surly or venomous, which I can be, I know that, is when I have to stick up for myself or someone that I love. Mm -hmm. And it's like... I'm not sure if it goes back to like a little bit of family trauma and stuff like that, but um, I have a sister who wasn't very nice to my dad and so I get particularly venomous to her. So it's like, oh, when I'm triggered like that, it's I go quite awful. And I think yeah. that's really – can we just talk about that for a second? Because yeah. I think that is really important and you've had some self-reflection into what takes you there. Yeah, are you close with your sister now? No. No contact? No contact. Okay. Um, I, the last we spoke, I told her she couldn't come to Dad's funeral. Holy moly. Well, she hadn't had anything to do with him for 20 years. Oh, so. because she had the falling out with him, which is why you yeah, were sticking he, up for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's like He would have like um, bad reactions to morphine and stuff. Mm -hmm. So he'd be in hospital and he'd have like terrifying hallucinations that she'd come to visit him. <laughs> Oh, that wow. was like the biggest nightmare he could have. Okay, so you felt very protective and there was reason for that. Yeah. Before it was targeted or pitted towards your dad, was that towards you? No. Oh. No. Um, there was a point where I had contact with her when I was in my teenage years because I knew – I grew up knowing that I had a sister, but she was never – like she hadn't been part of the family since I was five. Mm-hmm. And then when I was a teenager and I saw all my friends like bonding with their big sisters, so I was like, oh, I want, I want mine. Like, I know I have one, but so I tried to have a relationship with her, but it was just a lot of um, like snide comments about dad. And Are you from different mums? Yeah. So my okay. dad had her when he was 18 or 19. And she's much older. She's much older than me. Okay. I've got so, the context. Okay. Yeah. So that's really interesting because I think, and we'll, we'll marry this up pardon the pun, <laughs> yeah. later, but you know, I guess when you're on a show 24 seven, the production is very clever Yes, with how much alcohol or how much sleep deprivation or whatever is in the mix. Yes. Right. And there's been spin-off, um, you know, uh, fictional shows that show that. Yes. And so how, back to that question, how much thought did you give? You were saying you're very soft unless someone comes for you or someone you love. Did you think you could come out of this poorly? I sound really naive when I say it, but I, I thought that it would be an honest representation. representation of my character. When the things happened in the show that started, because that's what was really amazing TV, was we were in love with you. Mm -hmm. We learnt this story about how empathetic and beautiful and caring you are to really, and I need everyone listening to understand, if you are caring for someone who is dying, you have an enormous heart and in a lot of ways, a lot more strength than me. I was not able to do that for my mother. And it is one of my, to the extent you did, is one of my hugest regrets. And so I had this connection with you through that. And I'm sure a lot of others did. And then we loved this love affair you were going on. And then it, it literally like blindsided us. Yeah. You suddenly were, uh, Nasty. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. A, a lot. And my recollection of it, mm. because it's buried under a lot of trauma now, but my recollection yeah. was that Holly, she came into the second dinner party and ignored him. And he'd like been like, hello, hello, hello. Oh, and she yeah. was like, mm, 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 like dodging him. Yeah. And you we said something. We tried to be like, what's going on? And she just sort of rambled. And I was like, just stop rambling and just tell us what happened. And I, w I was being nasty because I was just like not being patient enough to listen to her. Yeah. And that was the only time I had too much to drink on the show. Okay. And this is, I think we need to know all the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I had I, I've had the gastric sleeve, so it doesn't take me a lot to. Is this be prior tipsy. to the show? Yeah. Okay. So I had I think I had three glasses of wine because I got be in there loose, quite early. even without a gastric. Yeah. Sleeve. <laughs> oh, man, so I was yeah I was you were a little on edge, a little bitchy, a little impatient, yeah. a little snipey. Yeah, and yeah, it was just I just lost my patience with her, which was really really uncool. Did this feel like the tip? of the dominoes going off? Um, so the executive producer pulled me aside after that happened, like in the filming break. Mm-hmm. So I'd lost my patience with Holly and then EP, I don't know, pulled, pulled me over side. and was like, you guys were mixing outside of filming. And we were like, yeah, but because she was accusing me of like being on Holly's husband's side because we'd had a beer or something. And I was okay. like, I didn't actually talk to him. Okay. Um, I just, I don't think it's cool that, he's in here crying about it and she's in here ignoring him and I just don't have the patience for all the rambling. Yeah. And the producer was like, well, you're going to pay for this. She did not. She did in front of me and Jackson. And I was like, all right, like I can wear it. If I look like a bitch in this particular scene, scene. that's fine because I was being a bitch. Yeah. But and it was the threat. No. It was the threat. So did you, were you on the defense from then? So I was trying to be so soft after that. <laughs> so what we saw. Yeah would you say is down to a bad edit? Not purely because, mm-hmm. like, I did say, like, I did call Dom those names and I did that. Yeah. Like, that's not that's not an edit. That's not someone putting words in my mouth. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with context. Yeah. Um, like, me saying white trash, that's not okay. That was uncool and I'm – very apologetic for that because calling names is not uh, is not all right um and not making excuses for myself but that was literally like the glass smashed and dom ran off and then producers are in pulling me out to talk about it and i'm there shaking and dry heaving and so like blind angry raging and raging and not just at dom but at producers so when you're watching this yes. with everybody else, are you like, holy shit, I'm the villain? Yes. And Fuck. shocked and absolutely shocked because it's not like Jack and I were watching it together just being like, this is completely, this is an alternate reality. Like this is not what happened. So even though those things happened and even though you said those things. The context is so different. Is out of context. Most of the time. I'm sure we're going to get into the photo scandal. But the photo scandal, everybody wants to believe that I slut-shamed Dominica. Can you see how whoever brought the photo to your attention is irrelevant, right? Oh, yeah. Let's just say that. Can you see how taking it to a group of people behind someone's back could be painful to that person? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know in that time you had a lot of rage towards her. Mm-hmm. You were very angry. Mm-hmm. We make bad choices. We do vindictive shit. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of played into this whole narrative. Yeah, absolutely. In retrospect, would you have done that again? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I know that it's like – the more exciting thing to think like, oh, like I found it and then took it to a group of people to bitch about it. Mm. But it was really like it popped up on my phone and I was like, oh, my God, look at this. Like, but that is still It's still the similar. thing. So it's it, like, whether you searched for it or whether it arrived on your phone yeah. and I was here and there's um, a picture of my husband and yeah. I'm like, have a look at him. Yeah, exactly. It's still a bit shitty. It's it's totally shitty. It's absolutely shitty. It's – um. But yeah, it's, but and you can see how so... the slut shaming thing happens, right? Because it's of adult content, it seems like what you're saying is the interpretation is like, "Ew, she's a sex worker. Look at her." That's just the interpretation. That's, yeah, exactly. Right. So let's talk about. Would let's just be petty for a minute yeah. and sit in old Liv's head of when she was fucking raging and this <laughs> bitch and fuck her and ha ha ha. I've got this nudie photo. Oh, it wasn't ever one photo. Okay. It was a collage. Screenshots okay. of open social media platforms. Okay. 
And one of the screenshots was that photo. Okay. But it was never like, haha, nudie photo. It was, oh my God, she's got open social media and we weren't allowed to have that. Oh. So, because like oh. by that point in filming, we were all like. Banned off socials. Yeah. And everything someone had fined socials and you were like, holy shit, she's got an open social media and this is the content yeah. on them. And so whether or not, okay, let's yeah. just say it was pictures of a dog. Yeah, totally. Right? And that's one kind of conversation. Yeah. But when it's nudies. It's a completely different. And you're showing people. Absolutely. And and it's kind of like, fuck you. Like, yeah. There is an element of I'm shaming you. I'm just going to be honest. It was more like fuck this bitch, producer's pet. They've let her keep open her social media accounts. They've let her keep open her YouTube channel. Like don't tell me there's not favoritism going on. And then the fact that it was OnlyFans, it was like, oh, it's OnlyFans. But she was then collateral. Yeah, exactly. But also the fact that it's sexy makes it so much more salacious. Exactly. And then the slut shaming comes in because that woman's going to feel shame. Yeah. If any, if it's anyone talking about it that's out of her scope of understanding, right? Yeah. So when that all happens and you're angry oh, and totally. you're making these choices, are you thinking, fuck, this is going to look bad or fuck, this is actually against my character or actually this is who I am? And I just do fucking shit things sometimes and I'm flawed and maybe they'll forgive me. Or you're not even thinking that far ahead. Um, I wasn't thinking that far ahead because I never intended for the this, for that part, to be ever sure. the light of day. No. You didn't I think didn't that plan the, the, all the boys would bring it up at the dinner? No, because it was literally – I just didn't – it was seriously just such like a – non-moment like it was less than a minute of a conversation and then we were on to the next thing because that is like and I know because you have defended this to the death yeah that you really had you didn't think it was going to be this thing I didn't think it was going to be a thing and because it wasn't because that's like either incredible naivety so much naivety because it just looks cruel you know it does and it's you um, see all of that now. I absolutely do. And I saw it at the time, like when it was coming out and like on set and. And you're watching the boys go, does your husband know that you've got these? That was really bad. That was really. And, and like, at that point. I it, was like head in my hands, just like, what the fuck? Like, why does it even matter if she did OnlyFans? And why does her husband's opinion matter if she's done OnlyFans? Did you say like, any that's of that? disgusting. Um, I don't remember if I, I think I was literally in shock that it came out like that because I didn't know so producers had prepped everybody before that dinner party so we got so everybody you see everybody being asked about the photo yes and they'd taken my phone away and hadn't interviewed me and stuff like that like about the photo or anything so I got to the cocktail party and everybody's been prepped by producers to talk about it. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, I genuinely had forgotten about it because it was weeks prior to that yes. dinner party. So it felt like it had been, like, drug up from the depths of, like, nowhere. They were picking the perfect time. It had happened so long before that. And, it, like, I'd completely forgotten about it. And then when it got brought up at the cocktail party and everybody's talking about it, I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, Was there a moment that you were just like, I'm going to just stand up and be like, this is so out of control. I'm so fucking sorry. That is not okay. Or were you still so angry and rageful and defensive, which is, I think, the answer, that we, you were just like, I don't even know how to move forward? Um, I think it was a mixture of I had tried to explain to, like, when Cody said that and it was like, who's doing that? I'm like, oh, well, it was me. Yeah. Like, I put my hand up straight away and didn't. Didn't back down. I didn't apologize, and I definitely should have at the time. Um, but I just tried to be like, look, like the glass smashing thing happened. My friends looked you up. Daily Mail had just put out your full name, and so they found you, and they found it all quite easily, and it's all like your Twitter, Instagram. So you were saying, it's all out there anyway. Why am I in trouble? For showing people. And it's like it wasn't. But you get the context now that like, yes, if you know her or if you're a fan of her OnlyFans, it's in context. But if you get it and it's in a group of friends. Yeah, it's so. It feels shitty. It's so shitty. And it's not. 
it was never my intention and I just... Is that true? Yeah, I had no idea that it was ever going to happen like that. Okay, because this is the thing I said to Dom and I'll mention it to you. I said to Dom, and it's so surprising for me, but I have been in media 15 years, so I come from a different understanding than you two. But I said, when you go on this show, every single ex-boyfriend that is begrudged, auntie that hates you, naughty dick pic in your phone. Every single thing that has happened in your life is going to come to the surface. Yes. Right. And she was like, yeah, yeah. They brief us. They tell us that all these things are going to happen and like to be careful and people are going to come out of the woodwork. Mm -hmm. I was like, so how did you think the OnlyFans thing wouldn't come out? And she was like, I had deactivated it. I genuinely thought, and I was like, this is why talking to you and you saying you genuinely (laughs) think things don't happen. I'm like, well, she did too. This blows my mind. I know. That you two are there as like puppets. Yep. And that's also why I didn't think that her OnlyFans stuff was a secret because it was up. Like all the advertisements for it were up. And I, my social media background check that production had done for me was like you have your number posted on Facebook from five years ago, go delete that. Yeah, right. And so mine was that in depth and yet all of, of her stuff was surface level on the internet. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, I didn't know this was a secret because it's right there. And it, I think it's irrelevant if it's a secret because yeah. the point is you showed a group of people and did a totally. shitty thing, right? Totally. Now the bit I need to get to, which is what whole of Australia and I'm sure Dom and I'm sure you – have wondered and waited for is when on that maybe final episode and then we're even with the experts and we're all clutching our chairs going, say sorry, say sorry, say sorry, please say sorry, please. For the love of God and your livelihood, say sorry. What is happening? Because that's where I really am interested in you. I did say sorry. When? At the, like the reunion dinner party. And it wasn't my best apology. And I said, I was like, I'm so sorry that I hurt your feelings. I don't know if that's a good enough apology because it's probably not the apology that you want to hear. Yeah. If I was you, then I don't know if I would accept it. Yeah. But I am really sorry that you got hurt. So it's kind of half-assed. It, it's what you could do at the it's time. It's what I could do, honestly, because well, I feel like I would be apologizing for what producers turned it into. And I think at the end of the day, right, is like however it transpired, whatever your place was in it, right, the essence of really hurting somebody so much so that and even if you don't like them, and I totally get it because I've been there, but hurting someone so much that you can see their aching to be acknowledged. Yeah. Is I think what we were all yearning for. Yeah, of course. Was that just moment of like, fuck, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. A heartfelt. Absolutely. Feeling. Feel, a feeling. Absolutely. And like, <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm, I feel like I can absolutely do that again. But I know that when I did apologize, it was just, it was that for me. Yeah. But it was also in front of at, in front of cameras and producers that I and didn't I trust it. anymore. And, like, and I really you – know, I've never been above apologising for hurt, hurting someone that I've genuinely done wrong by. Like I'm, I'm always all right to admit when I'm wrong and when I've done the wrong thing. And even, especially in this, like I am incredibly apologetic that I've hurt Domenica even though like – no buts, no buts, because any any <laughs> an apology with a but in it isn't a real apology. But I am genuinely sorry that my stupid, stupid choice to show people those screenshots has hurt her this much and that it's become this awful situation and that she's had to explain to her family and, like, her nonna and all that sort of stuff what OnlyFans was and all that sort of awful repercussions that have come from – that Mm. and if I had a crystal ball back then obviously I would never have done that because that's not my beliefs to ever 
although I didn't personally shame her, I brought that shame on her. Yeah. So, and I see that and I've always seen that. And even when we were filming it, I was so mortified that that's where it was being taken that I, and and I know that, I know that she was obviously blindsided by it, but I was, I was blindsided by it too. And mm. I couldn't articulate, um, I couldn't, I couldn't articulate myself properly. I couldn't say, I couldn't stick up for her and I couldn't stick up for me or my beliefs or anything. I just felt so baited and trapped and just felt like I'd been put in a position by producers and the storyline that they were spinning and the character that they were turning me into that I didn't want to, I just couldn't, I just was scared to say anything else because it's like, oh, my God, like every time I talk I'm just like painting myself into the corner more and more and more. And Did you feel like saying sorry means you are the person they are trying to make you be? Yeah, I really felt like. And like I still, I still feel like it, but I've, um, I feel like apologizing for what has happened with the photo scandal. I feel like apologizing for that is admitting to all the guilt of it. Can I tell you it's not? Yeah. Can I promise you that? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. I, I, I see that now. Yeah. Cause I just, you know, to me, I was just like, oh, my God, she's got open social medias. Like, she's production's favourite. This is so bullshit. Yeah. And then it turns into, oh, my God, you've outed her as a OnlyFans model. You've slut-shamed her, da-da-da. I'm like, no, I was just pissed off that she was allowed to have Twitter. And it doesn't matter, you know? <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. And it's, you know, it's snowballed. And now snowballed. we're here. And I think the saddest part of this is the fallout of this for you has been extraordinary. So, and like, don't get me wrong. I was with everyone going, say, (laughs) sorry, I want to see you. I want to see your heart live. I want to see that girl. I want to see that girl that cared for her dad. I want to see her on the couch saying, I do have empathy. I'm not got my back against the wall. I fuck, fuck. How do we get here? I'm sorry. Yeah. So the experts, so Mel and Alessandra in particular, were just going hard. And accusing me of slut shaming and things that really didn't come out of my mouth and saying things. And it was just, it was, there was no softness. There was no trying to reason. It was just accusation after accusation after accusation. And to the point where other participants were like, this is too far. Like you guys need to stop. And so it's like the more that you come at somebody that's already aggressively like that. Yeah. And I'm so, I was so like, and I I know I keep saying it, but I was so blindsided by the whole thing that I was just like shut down and I can't say it. And it's like, you can accuse me for a long time and go on a massive speech about how I have no empathy. And I'm there like, I just showed a Twitter page. Like, I can't have empathy for that right now. Like, I don't, you're, like, coming at me with all these aggressive accusations and trying to make me feel like so a piece it was, of shit. So it was, like, trying to go two ways. It was, like, going hard at you that you hopefully crack and cry and feel bad and feel sorry oh. or you're going to continue to do the thing that we've seen the whole time, which is just, like, staunch, wall up, yep. fuck you, I'm done, get me off the show, yep. I'm – no, I'm not empathetic. No, I'm not sorry. I'm a defiant little girl now. Yep. It was it was it was a mix. So I was bawling my eyes out, like, you know, those awful like guttural sobs and like shaking and crying and could not speak. It was like that. And then they're like, just to, like they were trying to bully an apology out of me. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not gonna work. And we were all holding our breaths. Hoping for like, it. and and it's an interesting thing, right? Because I know <laughs> When you've got somebody up against a wall, forcing them to do something's never going to work. No. Right? And we were so desperate, desperate for the reconciliation. Yeah. None of us got it. So what happened is 
you didn't get it. Dom didn't get it. Australia didn't get it. So we walked away being fucking angry at you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, why can't she just see it? Why can't she just say sorry? Yeah. And so then I can't imagine how dark the following days were. Not good. <laughs> Not very good. It was actually really awful. And like, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, and it was just like, it was terrible because it cost me my relationship. Did it? Yeah, it really did. And like, like Jack and I were so good and so in love and he doesn't struggle with any mental health issues. And so for me to be so dark and so catatonic and he can't relate and he can't understand why I can't get out of bed and it just, you know, really planted a seed of like, oh, this isn't the girl that I fell in love with and she's not bubbly and She's not happy anymore and she's scared to go out in public whereas we used to go out and she'd smile and say hi to everybody and now it's like I can't get her out of the house. So, And, like, after every episode, like, he was the only person there. Like, every episode where I was about it, I'd be panicking and he'd be trying to calm me down and I'd take it out on him. Mm. And he'd take it out on me and it's like it's – during the process and even on the couch and even when your back was against up the, uh, up against the wall because he was a sweetheart. Yeah. Was he just like, baby, just no. say sorry? No, he was there for the whole thing. So he was like, you haven't done anything wrong. He was there for the conversation with Selena, Cody, Brent and Al and the, when we were drinking and the photo got shown. He was there for that. He was there for everything. Did you need someone to say, baby, just – fuck, this is going to be better off, just say sorry. Do you think at the end of the day, like, would that have been more helpful or do you think that we, it's too complex? No one who was ever there told me to just apologise. No one who was there in the room who saw what I had done told me to apologise. Everyone who was there was sticking up for me and being like, no, that's not what happened. Okay. Go easy. Okay. I want to go back to the fallout of the show yep you were a teacher I was studying to be a teacher did the show shift your career path absolutely I genuinely didn't go on the show wanting an influencing career are you sure because we all want that no I really (laughs) I just really I've had every intention of putting my Instagram back on private and continuing with teaching because I loved being in the classroom. Like it's such a high. It's like I'm, I've never really been that good at things. And after my first placement, I just got I got offered a job straight away and all, like all these. Is it primary or high school? High school. So after um, this happens. Yeah. Does the school call? Um, no. So I wasn't. I wasn't out of school. Okay. So um, I didn't. I couldn't take the job because I didn't have my teaching license yet. <gasps> okay, got it. So they were like, when you get your license, come back and I've got so much casual work for you. Yes. Fantastic. And I had like amazing reports from my um, like mentoring teacher and things like that. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm finally good at something. And I'm going to go back there and, and this I'm is going to be back. my career. This is my career. And it just – it wasn't so much the show itself. Like obviously the show is the catalyst, but it's the – change.org petitions to refer me to the e-safety commissioner and all the articles um so there was a massive petition online for um me to be reported to the police for revenge porn and yeah and do people sign it hundreds of thousands of people yeah and articles accusing me of revenge porn and podcasters and all sorts of things like saying that I've done this thing and putting in writing that I went behind a paywall onto Dom's OnlyFans and then released stolen content and 
Okay, so now it's not necessarily you or nasty behaviour on the show that has been portrayed that way. Yeah. It is now the fallout that is – it's this buzz, it's this whirlwind, it's this chaos. Yeah. Did you decide that teaching couldn't happen or did someone say this is not happening? Um, I was really, really lucky in that I had – I have a lovely university who – I had a meeting with – um, like the dean and like edu- anyway educators and they were all like okay how are we going to keep your career on track and we made a plan and it just got too much and I'm like I don't think I could ever be in a classroom again I don't think I I don't think in the next in the near future I would I just don't think I would in the time that I want to be in the prime of my career, I don't think I could have, go into a parent-teacher meeting Fuck. and be taken seriously. So, and that's okay because... Holy shit. I'm settled with it now. That is so full on. Yeah. Well, it's it's not even like, like I used to be a driving instructor. So that was like my uni, that was my uni, my uni job. So driving, instructing on the side and... um. And I had parents from the driving school message me some of the most vile because they still had my number from when I taught their kids to drive five years ago and messaging me saying that I'm a pig and how, like, dare I be allowed near their child and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, your kid's 25, chill out. (laughs) But, yeah, that sort of stuff. Not all of them. Some of them were really lovely. I got some lovely messages as well, but there was just, like, I'd (laughs) – like a Wednesday night episode would air and then it would be like vile messages and lovely messages and then um Who is supporting you? Other than Jackson, does the show give um therapy? Do you have a counsellor? Are you seeing somebody? What um, is happening? So they they do provide a counsellor. Yes. Um, who is lovely, but also she's employed by the production company. Sure. So she was really good and encouraged me to go see somebody else. And did so, you? Yes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And you're a, this is what's fascinating about people that go on reality shows is you're a normal civilian put on this show, become very famous for all the wrong reasons. Yes. Were there death threats? Yeah, constantly. Were you scared? Luckily, I didn't let myself go down rabbit holes online. Yeah. So obviously I see things and stuff, but I don't. Search it out. I don't search it out. I see it and it hurts my feelings, but it's um, it's not like it's just people writing dumb shit online. Like that's my reality. But um, there was one night where I was home alone and Jackson was still plumbing, so he was out at a like on-call thing. I see this car like driving up and down the street and like we had like a big window and I'm like, what are they doing? So I was sort of like slowing down at the front of my house and it's a narrow street. So I was like, what are they doing? Cause like there's not another car coming the other way that they have to like give way to. Yeah. And I watched them go up and down and they fully stopped out the front of my house, got out of the car and it was a bunch of women screaming, die pig, fuck you, Olivia, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, in my Are house you? by myself, already already can't leave my house, like can't go to the grocery store without Jackson. And and it's a brand new house, like no one knew where we lived. So it's like who's followed me home from the shops? Is it somebody who's delivered something? Like no idea, still no idea who it was. Um, but when the safety of being at home alone is taken away because of 
a reality TV show, yeah. that's when it's scary. Like that was like the villagers have come with their torches and pitchforks to come and fuck me up. Like that really made me feel like a monster. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like, who does that? Like what? And it was women, like a car full of women. It's and like- this is the thing I want to say is I don't condone your behavior. No. I thought it was awful like everybody else. But to – I even had opinions like she's a nasty girl. Yeah. But I would never in my right mind put that much energy – imagine the chat between them. Then we're going to fucking go there yeah. and then we're going to – and then you get out of the car. Like yeah. could you – that is insane. Yeah. So now you're thinking if someone can go to the lengths, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. wow. Yep. Yep. Where's your – um? like your great old friends, where's your mum, where's your family when this is all, do they, have they just put their hands up and like, Liv's doing Liv, like where is it at? You know what, I think they see, I think they see how hurt I am behind closed doors and they were with me emotionally supporting me and holding my hands through what maths put me through and they're all fucking angry too. So, like, when I slip up and I go hell for leather on my Instagram, yeah. they're like, yeah, just tell it like it is. Wow. Well, that doesn't help our situation. No, it does. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Because it's like, for me, and this and this is like what I said in the Dom podcast, but my producer cut it out because she was like, it could sound condescending and yeah. I don't want you to talk for Liv. But, and I said it to Dom. I said, I see you and... I just want to wrap you up and I just want to cuddle you and I want to acknowledge your hurt and I want to acknowledge the fuckwits that have created this. Yeah. They have made you into a version of you that you're turning up for their narrative. Yeah. And I want to say that you don't need to play their game. The only ones winning is them. Yeah. And... It's a fucking hard live. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we have this conversation and we have this great connection and then you have to go back to that. Yeah. Because you are living this. Yeah. I'm not sure how to navigate it, but I just feel like, I don't know if you saw yesterday, Lauren Conrad and- Yes. What's her name? Kristen Cavallari and Stephen and they all just- they made amends. They, yeah, totally. I saw that. I was, and I was like, like That'd be cool. I flicked it to Dom and I said, "Is this a sign?" Yes. <laughs> I saw, you know what? I had the same thought. To be Did honest, you? Yeah, I was like, "How cool!" I'm like, Dom and I got along really well. You're in both the cool girls. And like, I tried to say this at the reunion, and it did air, but I, again, couldn't articulate myself well. Dom and I are very similar in, like, very opposite ways, if that makes Passionate. sense. Passionate. We're both water signs. Are um, you a Piscean too? I'm a Cancer. Oh, I love it, my so favorite. I'm such a Cancer as well, but I have an Aries moon, so it's like okay, yeah. that's where it comes. Like, the edge comes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, and so we're both, like, water women and – Emotional I, and emotionally driven. and passionate and – feisty yeah and, um and I could see it like while we were filming and while we were fighting about things I could understand where she was coming from with things and I would come from the other side of things but it was like I just I did have this understanding of her I won't speak for her and say that she understood me but yeah I just think we are very similar, but it's just, and we can get along. Like we've had some lovely times. We've had some lovely DNMs. Yeah. Um, like I have very, I have some very lovely, like fond memories of Dominica before we started fighting. Yeah. And I just, I just always wanted it to be like water under the bridge, and it just kept on escalating and getting out of both of our hands. Yeah. And and what I can feel now is. <laughs> You guys are so naughty. It's like <laughs> I'll call Dom yesterday just after I spoke to you and yeah. I said, I have hope. And she goes, well, she called me a cunt last night. And I was like, 
Oh, you can't take that too personal. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, I just got off the phone. She said it was the blood moon and it was really unhinged and she wants to take it all back and delete it. And she was like, well, you know, I'm triggered. And I was like, fuck, I get it. Fuck, yep. fuck, you're both so naughty. Stop it. Yeah, I know. And then you hear hers and you come in today and you're like, you're triggered and you're raging. Yep. and totally. But it's like, <laughs> no, but it's like, because we've been forced to get into the nitty gritty for so and long. I'm not, and I'm not. And as soon s- as you said that yesterday, I was like, you're right. We have to take the nitty gritty out of it and it can't be tit for tat anymore. And There's no was, more. It was honestly my conversation with you yesterday where you're like, nitty gritty's out of it. We're not talking about it. I'm like, oh my God, then I have nothing to say other than I'm over it. Like, let's bury the hatchet. And I'm sorry for the pain that I've caused you. No, I know that she's- no and also I'm sorry for the scandal yeah. not just the because so- that's the same thing you said before is oh, i'm yeah, sorry yeah. your hurt is different yeah. to like i fucking own that that thing happened i just own it yeah totally. not the producers did and then it turned this and your twitter yeah, was public no. like just i fucking own it i fucking hurt you i brought Ooh. it to the table i'm so sorry and that's it that's the catalyst i'm so sorry that's it and then her stuff of it was the waitress it wasn't no, the exactly. i'm like i don't give a shit i don't care and I don't know if you heard that where she was like, I can see. Oh, yeah, I did. And I appreciated that. So I want you both to know, like, but you both need to be ready to let it go. Yeah, I'm so, and like, I'm so, I thought that I was, like, I thought that I was while we were filming. And it's just, it's taken me a year. Yeah. It's taken me a year to be like, no, I'm just really, I don't want to. I don't want to get into the nitty gritty with her. I just want to heal and I want her to heal. And I think that we're probably never going to be besties, but I want to be able to be in the space with her and her not feel like shit and I not feel like shit and just be able to say hello, kumbaya. Fuck. We're both strong, opinionated women who – We'll defend our loved ones and ourselves to the end, probably to the death, but we don't have to be women pitted against each other anymore. And I have no interest in that. And I think, like, as you said before, I've just been built up to be this caricature of not even myself. Like, but you also need to be ready to let her go. That caricature version of you that people ride your coattails off to get mm-hmm. clout. Mm-hmm. People want to hang out with you and be there in the scene with you to get clout. That people are watching your social medias for a train wreck. Mm-hmm. We are go the we the brand is shifting, girl. We it's, are rebranding. I just yeah, and it's so back to the truth. Back to it. Like I just remember like being like this really happy teenager working at a checkout and like my local IGA and just oh, me too. Having the best time. Simple. Hi, how are you? Happy with every customer and just I just want to be like that. And that's what I've always been like until now and it's like I just want to get back to that. Like I'm going to go work at the IGA again. There is, can I promise you this? I promise you this. There is redemption yeah. for you. There is this going full circle where the girl, we all fall back in love with that girl Thank that you. is you, you and we get rid of the sass queen and we go, you know what? She was surviving. Yeah. She was lashing out and surviving and reckless and not looked after. Yes. Very well said. <laughs> right. And that is what happens. And I am such a advocate for people fuck up. Yes. Hugely, hugely. And we have to have the space for them to redeem themselves. Yes. And I've got full body shivers because I truly believe this is the moment. And who gives a shit about the public? But for you to heal. Yeah. And for you to have like we can have space and peace where you get to now just like go into healing yourself from this was traumatic yeah. Deeply, devastatingly wrong. Yes. And you now get to work on yourself yeah. and not project onto others or not to make it about or not to like, we don't, you're not getting paid by people watching those reckless rants. No. If this was a show and we were making a story and you were getting paid $3 million a year, cool girl. Yeah. 
do no. it. <laughs> Be that. But you know what I mean? This I'm is... just digging myself a hole when I do that. And I know that I do it. And I just, I feel, I'm sick of feeling icky after I do it. Like I don't. We don't want the hangovers from I, it. it. It's an emotional hangover afterwards. And it's like, oh, I can't. And you know your truth. That to me goes, that is not me being in my truth. It's not. And that's not, like, I don't, like, I called Donna Cunt the other night and I don't even use that word. And I'm yeah. like, who was that? Who took over my body? Yeah. And so Who's- it's like we, there's a lot of work. I'm going to, um, and I've spoken to you off air about this. I want to bring in one of my healers, Kelly, to work if you're open to it with you and Dom separately to heal a little bit of this energetically. And then if she is open, cause she was a little bit rattled yesterday, but she will soften cause she, she does need this Yeah, as much as you need this. Absolutely. I believe we can come together. It will be very swift. It won't be labored. It will be five minutes. Kelly will be in the room. We will have our moments and then we will cut the dies and you will go into the world with a soul contract that this is fucking done. And the media will be very upset because these girls have made peace. Yep. And that is what it is. What a sad world that the media would be upset that (laughs) we're okay if hopefully that happens. But, (laughs) but, you know, that's – that's so sad, but um, but yeah, no, I'm so. You know for how that. it works, yeah. Yeah, so I know how it works, and it's you know, if we could do this, it will be a miracle. Yeah, it honestly would be because I'm, I'm so ready for it. I've been ready for it for a while, but um, let us see. Hey, well, yeah, like let the I have one me. more question. Yes, well, a couple more questions. Okay, I want to talk about the fascinating 360 to OnlyFans. <gasps> okay. <laughs> It's amazing because yeah. it went from the slut shame, let's just call yeah. it that. I know that's got its reasons behind it and all the triggers, into Olivia is on OnlyFans. Yeah. Holy moly. Um, was sex work ever in your future? Was that – like how did this all happen? Um, did someone approach you? No, 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 no. Just me at 2 a.m. on a random Tuesday just like – this might be a good idea. Um, <laughs> but no, so I actually worked for a luxury lingerie label for years and years and years. And sold as a se- model? No, as like in retail and oh, head cool. office. I sold sex toys. I was the best in the company by a long shot. Before I got into teaching, it was something I was really, really passionate about. And like women's sexuality and things like that. And I really loved that brand and, you know, that. But, um, and when OnlyFans became big in 2020, I was like, oh, I'd love to do that. But I've got, I can't do that and be a teacher. And yeah. so then as soon as things snowballed on the show to it being about OnlyFans and it being about slut shaming, I was like, no, this is completely. I've had an interest in this. Yeah. Like it was so not it was so like that's why I was so just unable to speak and like defend myself because I'm like this isn't this is so against my beliefs and my character that I'm like how do I even like it's I don't even know where to begin to defend myself on this because it's so opposite to how I think yes and so it's always brewed in the back of your mind. Yeah. And, and then, then on that as... random Tuesday night. Yeah. When t- I like officially decided teaching was off the table. So that was to bed. Yeah. And you're like, where's my income coming from? It wasn't about the money. I didn't think anyone would ever subscribe. Um, it was just You didn't like, think it was a great flip? No. Like, it was honestly just like, I wonder what it's about. And then- because I made it and then people were starting to – I made it and didn't post anything because I was just like, how does it even work? Because I'd never even logged on to the site. Yeah. So I was like, I don't understand it. Like I want to sort of like investigate it a little bit. So I think I created the account. I'm like going through like no <laughs> records in my head. I created the account on the 2nd of May and then people were starting to find me and things like that and I was like, oh, like – I People know. Yeah, like I had a couple of subscribers and I was like, oh. So, and there was nothing on there. And there was nothing on there. So I was like, oh, I better. um Pop up a pic. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to, 
I think I'm going to launch it. And I had a conversation with Jackson about of course. it. Um, not because he's my keeper or anything like that. No. And, um, but he was like, do whatever you want. Like, it's your body. And I was like, yeah, okay. I think it'll just be like a good statement of this is my beliefs. I was kind of trying to be like actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And if I'm a part of this, how can people think that, think I that was... I'm against it? Sure. But obviously that It's back- radical. Yeah, it backfired and um, it, I became a hypocrite. But Is that how it was viewed? That's how it's been very widely viewed. Um, but I was just wanting to sort of... Prove a point. But Prove also point. that's a big fucking point to prove. Yeah. And <laughs> like just, to get into sex work is a big fucking point to prove. Yeah. Oh, man. It was – and then it just like became – it blew up and just became this – How many subscribers do you have? Um, Are you allowed to tell me? My highest was 7,000. So um, I've made – I made – Heaps in that first month. Uh, yeah. I made was about it? half a million in four months. I'm going to lose my search tax anyway, but... Half a million dollars in four months. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Has it slowed down now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I've sort of lost um, since Jackson and I broke up because, like, we he's on OnlyFans as well. And, and you did the sex together. We didn't do sex. We've never... Oh, no penetration no, on there. No, So he was on in yours, but just like touching we're, boobs we're like and kissing. like collaborating and things oh. like that. We weren't doing like full penetration. penetration okay, got it. But um, I, and like it was like we'd come up with ideas together and like. So he, he had his own. He has his own. You had your. You have your own. Yeah. And you do work together yeah. and swap. Yeah. And, and then when he dropped off, you lost some people. No, no, no. I didn't lose any people. When he dropped off, I've, like, gradually lost subscribers because obviously the novelty of Olivia Fraser being on OnlyFans has worn off. Sure. Um, the voyeurs have got their fix. Exactly. Um, but I've also, like, very much lost – I feel like, like, not only did I lose my partner and Jackson, I also lost, like, my what? colleague. Your colleague, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, like, I sort of – and it's taken me a while. I feel like I'm getting my groove back, but like I wasn't really feeling sexy. Yeah. And it was just like I was moving. You're in a bit of a funk. And, and yeah. Yeah. So I need, and it's like, it's not like, it's not like OnlyFans is like a nine to five where you can show up. No. Day and like day in, day out and just like get the job done. It's like, it very much depends on, am I feel like not that mood and yeah. Like, do I feel sexy? Like, do I want to, go put some lingerie on and take some cute photos. Like, no, I want to sit on the couch and put Grey's Anatomy and eat some donuts. Chocolates, like, yeah. It's – I an, get it. It's, a, it's yeah. a different kind of career. Yeah. So I am I am going to, like, get back into it. I've just, like, sort of – Lost some momentum. Yeah. I just needed a little bit of recovery time. Yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm going to – Are you passionate about that career? Not forever. Yeah. Not forever. I do plan on investing – really well in property and things like that. I think I do want to move back to the UK eventually and just like buy like a nice little cottage out in the country and just like walk my dogs and collect rent from other properties. And that's just what I want to do and have a nice quiet life. But yeah, um, yeah that's, I'm, I don't plan on doing OnlyFans forever, but I do plan on killing it while I am in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Our final question today. That everybody gets. Olivia, who are you when no one's watching? Um, I think I'm I think I'm very soft and an absolute romantic. <laughs> A romantic at heart and just you know, really, really longing for just a quiet, happy life. Like, that's all I want is just peace. Thank you so much for thank being you. with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, honestly, it means so much that you took the time. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram 
at What's the Deep. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, everybody. It is Zoe here. Change is coming to the deep. I want to welcome you to Arise. It's uplifting. It's quirky. It's curious. It's all about the mindset and self-discovery to be more helpful and of service. During 16 of the Deep, you will hear some of these episodes, and I'd love to hear what you think of them over on our Instagram at What's the Deep.